With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. It's great we get to play Iowa. I got so much respect for Coach Ferentz and their program. We've been in two close ones that we lost the last second, the first two years. Um, they're going to make you earn it, man. They, they're a physical team. They're good on defense. They, they do a great job on offense. We're excited to be playing. And it has been a weird year. It's been a challenging year, trying to handle every, every one of these weird situations the right way. But great that we're getting a chance to, to play this football game. We're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan now joined uh, by a longtime friend and Rivals.com colleague, Tom Kakert of HawkeyeReport.com. As Tom, this is the 10th year in a row Nebraska and Iowa have played on Black Friday. Um, I know in 2021, obviously, it might it's going to take a one-year hi- hiatus, but you know this feels pretty normal. I mean, Nebraska-Iowa now, 10 years of doing this here on Black Friday. Yeah, it took a pandemic to make it happen this year, though. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's I, you know, I just I I I really enjoy, and I think Kirk Ferentz has said this many times too that he really enjoys this Black Friday thing, and I, I think a lot of us were, uh, I don't know about skeptical, but just kind of wondering, oh, I wonder how this is going to feel with Friday football games around Thanksgiving, and you know, it feels pretty good. And I think from Kirk's perspective probably feels pretty good because Iowa's had a lot of success in recent years on Black Friday, so that probably helps his uh, his mood and his desire to play this game as well. Yeah, and, and you look at this series historically, it, ha- it has, has had a lot of influence for both programs. I mean, you think about Mike Riley and Bo Pelini were fired after games against Iowa, and uh, when Bo Pelini was fired, it was after he had beaten Iowa and Nebraska's athletic director made – the legendary comments that he didn't really care about Nebraska's win over Iowa because Iowa wasn't really a good program in his opinion. And that, that was kind of the moment that turned Iowa's program and they went to the Rose bowl and uh, things turned around pretty quickly in Iowa city. Yeah. That's uh, the, the Sean Eichhorst uh, uh, <laughs> quote, which will live in, uh, in infamy. And um, yeah, and since then Iowa, although the last, you know, I'll say this the last two years, it's been fun. Uh, you know, the fun games. I mean, there were a couple um, lopsided ones towards Iowa for Iowa in recent years, but the last two, uh, you can't argue with the game going down to the last uh, last minute of the game, last seconds of the game, and and kicking a field goal, and then you know, the kind of the the rivalry has just picked up. I just you know, noticing it this week, it this rivalry is um, right there with Iowa State in terms of. Uh, Iowa fans, they're just all fired up about this game. And, you know, you see the Keith Duncan gifts are everywhere from, uh, you know, uh, his uh, salute at the end of the game last year. I love stuff like that. You know, either way, it's just it's fun to to, to have guys playing it up and, and having a, a good rivalry going. And I'll tell you, Tom, a guy that's kind of made this thing go more a little bit is Eric Shenander, Nebraska's defensive coordinator, former Iowa Hawkeye player. Uh, that played for Kirk yep. Ferentz, but 
you know, he got he got Oliver Martin or played an influence in getting him to transfer to Nebraska. Ezra Miller's here now. Um, they they're going to sign three players from Iowa this year, including Thomas Fedoni. And you know, Nebraska's never done that um, that I can remember. Um, and you know, a lot of that shenander and that kind of has increased. And then Iowa on the other side gets Keegan Johnson, a legacy who arguably had the best season of any player in the state of Nebraska. I, I think it's between him and Cole Payton, uh, the West Side quarterback, who's right now at least committed to North Dakota State. But I'll tell you, Shenander has really added a little bit of juice to this rivalry. And by the way, Tom, Oliver Martin on the field last week had a catch, a couple catches for Nebraska. <laughs> so he will be in Iowa City on the field here on Friday. His, uh, his hometown, Iowa City, you know, just a stone's throw away from Iowa City West is where the, the Kinnick Stadium is. So it's uh, that's wild. And here's some other things with Shenander. When he was out at Oregon He's the one that led Iowa to really kind of uh, rethink their practice schedule. Uh, They were trying to, you know, after 2014, looking to kind of change things around within the program. And Brian Ferentz went out to see Schnander, which is ironic because Brian's the offensive coordinator and Schnander's the D coordinator, and talked about how the the Chip Kelly system there at the time that that they had – practice in the morning because they felt like they got better results and got practice in and uh, guys could go about their day. And um, so I was switched to the morning practice and that was before the 2015 season and Iowa goes undefeated in the regular season that year. So obviously I was still practicing in the morning. <laughs> and Nebraska, when Scott Frost got here, they made a huge switch to the morning, which they've never done that here. And Mike Riley tried to do morning practices, and they told him he couldn't do it. Uh, but obviously when Scott Frost came, they they made that happen. So, yeah, there are a lot of – and there's mutual respect. Scott Frost said that here this week. I mean, the amount of respect he has towards Kirk Ferentz. I mean, a lot of the staff spent time at Northern Iowa for a number of years coaching. So there, there's just a common connection, I think, between these two coaches. And I know the fans and, and the social media world, there's a lot of – a lot of bitter rivalry. I deal with it in my own family. I've got um, I've got another cousin, by the way, Tom, that's a member of the Iowa marching band. So I, I'm 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 surrounded by Hawkeyes in my own family here in Nebraska. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's gonna be fun. Uh, it's the 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 sad part of this is that uh, we won't have you know the fans in black and gold and the fans in red and white in the stands this year. Uh, to to enjoy that game, the the game at Kinnick Stadium, and that's going to feel really weird. Um, you know, it's felt weird all year. I, I know you guys have felt that too out, out at Memorial Stadium in Lincoln. That uh, without fans, it just it, it feels completely different. We're we're talking to Tom Cakert here of HawkeyeReport.com. Tom, let's get into Iowa now here. Um, and it, it just felt like a traditional start to Iowa. You know, a little bit of a slower start. Close losses though to Purdue and Northwestern. But we've seen this team really turn it on the last three weeks um, with three 20-plus point victories, um, which really tells you the coaching job the staff has done to kind of get this team where they're at. And honestly, they're they're right towards the top of this conference right now, it appears. Yeah, they, um, you know, it just, it seemed like the to begin with, they, they were figuring things out on defense and trying to figure out the offense a little bit. And uh, the offense still isn't there, even though they've scored over 30 points in the last, uh, each of the last three games, the offense, the passing game in particular, has not really started to click. Spencer Petrus has not been great. I think he's been average to below average so far, taking over for Nate Stanley this year under center. 
Um, it's got a lot of talent at wide receiver. I think the key has been Iowa's run game. They've, uh, they're averaging over 180 yards a game on the ground, five yards a carry. They've been able to establish the run game, even though they've kind of had a little bit of a revolving door uh, along the offensive line. The, the keys have been they've, they've, uh, they've got Tyron Linderbaum, uh, who's you know going to maybe be a contender for the Remington Award this year. I think as the you know Pro Football Focus has him as the number one center in college football right now uh, by their grading system. So uh, you've got him, Alaric Jackson, a, a veteran tackle. Uh, Cole Banwart stepped in at, at guard and done really well. Uh, and they seem to have found something with Cody Ince, a uh, 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 guard who stepped in for Kyler Schott, who's been out injured. And then uh, you know that that right tackle position. They're in their third right tackle right now. Jack Plum went in for most of the second half of the game at Penn State. Uh, but Mark Kallenberger's been in there. And Indiana transfer, Coy Cronk, has been out for a couple weeks uh, with a, a lower leg injury. So don't know if he'll be back or if Kallenberger will be available. But they just haven't missed a beat running the ball. And on defense, they're just creating turnovers. I mean, they're just, they just they picked off a couple more passes. Everybody saw the highlight of Davion Nixon, their 305-pound defensive tackle, uh, picking off a pass and then doing a Euro step and, and cruising into the end zone for uh, you know over 50-yard return uh, for a touchdown. Um, you know, they've just uh, they've been able to really get things going defensively, and I think that's been more than anything else the key uh, to Iowa's success the last three weeks. And as we wrap it up here with Tom Kakert, what jumps out to you about Nebraska? I know last week's game really soured a lot of people on them the way they lost to Illinois. Uh, but if you take that out of it, I mean, what, what have you seen? Or when you look at Nebraska, I mean, what worries you about them going into this game for Iowa? Uh, um, just the, the, they've got playmakers, the guys that can make plays. Um, I, I think that has to be a big concern. And, and they've got the ability to score points. When they get going, they can put them up in bunches. So um, the mobile quarterback, I think, has, has to be a problem. I mean, even though Penn State really struggled, Will Levis, uh, their uh, kind of running quarterback, I guess you will, he was chunking some yards in the first half and, and making some plays. So, you know, when you look at uh, uh, Luke McCaffrey or uh, Adrian Martinez, guys that can really do some things on the ground with their feet, um, that's got to be a big concern for Iowa. Well, Tom, happy Thanksgiving and uh, looking forward to getting a chance to, to say hi to you here in the press box on Friday. That sounds great, Sean. Look forward to seeing you. All right, much more to come here. We'll be joined by Nate Klaus as we get uh, some thoughts on the high school state championship games and more. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show.